Welcome to the first show of the 21st year of Rapidly Rotating Records. An hour of toe-tapping music from Rapidly Rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. On Island Radio, KISL Avalon at 88.7 on your FM dial and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this evening's show, we'll celebrate the birthday of Winky Tharp. We'll hear about Josephine and Al Levy, spend some time at the Raw Bar, and engage in some sternutation. What? Just listen and you'll find out. But first, on each of the past two shows, we've had an episode of One Thing thing in Common. common. And yes, this week starts off with another. It might seem that the following three records have absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with each other, but in fact they have One Thing in Common. This time it should be considerably easier to figure out, especially for vintage film buffs, and you've already been given a big hint in the intro to the show. Here to start off this edition of One Thing in Common is Frank Munn. Love with you. 
you think you do. You clown around, you're feeling oh so lazy for, you know, you're shouting who's the daisy first, you feel the kink or two. But here's a kick for you, your one desire is to acquire each moment of the dainty dance will thrill you through. Oh, I know it will entrance you when you do the kinky do. Selling boy, dadum ba No, I got a real girl, what an ideal girl now. Dadum ba da, dadum ba da. Is she just your dadum ba da? That I will stand by and I will hand my love. Talk about your classy dollies that you don't see in the follies. Is she that way lovable and sweet? <laughs> Is she? No one else can hold a candle. What a precious thing to handle. Is she that way lovable and sweet? Oh, gee, oh, gosh, whenever we're all alone. Oh, gosh, oh, gee, what happened? It's simply too good to be known. Bubbling over with affection. Satisfying to perfection. Yes, she's that way lovable and sweet. da da Hey, wait a minute, Walter. Wait a minute. Uh, where did you grab this sweet mama? Why, I, I got her through a matrimonial agency. A what? A matrimonial agency. They have lots of them. Yeah? I'd like to get a look at one. You would? Well, here, here's a few pictures of some of the dolls I turned down. Hmm, well, I guess I better get my glasses changed. Why, Bill, they're, they're not so bad. Now, now here's one with $5,000. Five foot two, fighting weight 190 at ringside. Yeah, but I want a wife, not a sparring partner. Well, what about this one with $10,000 uh, and a pet poodle? That's the poodle on the left. <laughs> they look like twins to me. Oh, I forgot to tell you. They have one there with $50,000. $50,000? Yeah. Let me get a look at her. Oh, no. Anything over $10,000, they don't send the picture. Oh, <laughs> oh, here's one for me. Lay off, buddy. That's the one I picked. Yes, you would. 
Say, she's a dream. Yes, and talk about your nifty dresser. Looks to me like some caresser. Yes, she's that way lovable and sweet. Say, Bill, don't you think that she's a honey? I'd take her without the money. Boy, she's that way lovable and sweet. Say, pal, that gal has made you lose all control. Her kiss, what bliss. It weakens the heart, but it strengthens the soul. She's an angel on the level. Does your angel raise the devil? Yes, she's that way lovable and sweet. Billy Murray and Walter Scanlon from around October of 1929 with Lovable and Sweet. Music by Oscar Levant and words by Sidney Clare. That was issued on Conqueror, Domino, Regal, and Perfect. And, of course, you remember that Walter Scanlon was the stage name of Walter Van Brunt. Murray and Scanlon were preceded by Ben Selvin and his orchestra under the pseudonym The Knickerbockers, doing the Kinkajou. Harry Tierney wrote the tune, and Johnny Marvin sang the Joseph McCarthy lyrics. Columbia 893-D was recorded February 11, 1927. We started off with another pseudonym, Bob Herring, as the Colonial Club Orchestra, with I'll Always Be In Love With You. Sam H. Stept wrote the music with the words by Bud Green and Herman Ruby. That's from a February 27, 1929 Brunswick session, and Frank Munn was the vocalist. So, what do those three records have in common? Well, in the intro to the show, you heard some Morse code. And if you're an old Boy Scout old ham radio operator, or enjoy vintage movies, you probably recognize the message as an RKO radio picture, with the letter V repeated four times at the beginning and end of the message. The Vs, in addition to indicating the beginning and end of the transmission, represented the standard V for victory symbol during World War II. This being radio, you can't see the famous RKO radio picture's logo, with the transmitting tower atop the world and lightning bolts spewing forth. RKO Radio Pictures was formed when the Keith Albee Orpheum Theater chain and Joseph P. Kennedy's film Booking Offices of America were merged under the ownership of the Radio Corporation of America, RCA. And the common thread is that the three songs in that set were from the first three RKO films. Oh, is that so? I'll Always Be In Love With You was performed in the RKO picture Syncopation by Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians and reprised by Morton Downey. Syncopation premiered March 29, 1929. The Kinkajou is from Rio Rita, RKO's first smash hit, and Lovable and Sweet is heard in the movie Street Girl, dubbed by Gus Arnheim and his Coconut Grove Ambassadors. Street Girl was RKO's first official release, even though it debuted on July 30th, several months after syncopation. And thanks for playing One Thing in Common. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. Back in 2011, my friends Forrest, Jackson, and James hiked the Appalachian Trail, and I dedicated a segment on the April 3rd show to their effort. Forrest and Jackson covered a major portion of the trail, 
but James went on to hike all 2,190 miles of the AT in one trip, an incredible achievement giving him the title of thru-hiker, referring to a continuous, non-repeated journey. On a recent Facebook YouTube live performance broadcast by my friend pianist Adam Swanson, I learned that the same continuous, non-repetitive concept applies in music to a few tunes where no part of the music is repeated. Adam played an example, Josephine, written by Wayne King and Burke Bivens. And here is Wayne King's 1937 recording of the through-composed Josephine, along with some other songs about Josephine.
Brooke Johns and his orchestra have been heard at least a couple of times before on the show, but it's the first time for his February 7, 19.24 recording on Victor 19273 of Who is the Meanest Gal in Town? Josephine. Henry Creamer wrote the words, Ray Brown and Henry Ackley the words, and Edward T. King conducted the orchestra. We started this Josephine set with the much more agreeable Josephine, the through-composed Josephine, composed by Wayne King and Burke Bevins. That was Wayne King and his orchestra from Victor 25518, recorded December 22, 1936, and released February 10th of the following year. That's an instrumental, but there are words which were written by Gus Kahn. In between the Josephines, it was the Hackberry Ramblers with O Josephine, My Josephine. Now, if the name Hackberry Ramblers sounds familiar, it's because back on the December 22nd show, they played Cajun Crawl with the vocal by Lena Sanier. On this recording of O Josephine, My Josephine, the vocalist was Luderin Darbone. Cajun and Western Swing fiddle player Luderin Lawrence Darbone was born January 14, 1913, in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. His parents bought him a fiddle when he was 12 years old, and he learned to play through a correspondence course. In 1930, he co-founded the Hackberry Ramblers along with guitarist Edwin Duhon and named the group after their hometown. Last week, July 28th, marked the birth in 1905 in Little Rock, Arkansas of Winston Colin Tharp to William J. Tharp and the former Catherine Collins. He was better known as Winky Tharp, died May 3, 1961, and is buried in Roselawn Memorial Park alongside his wife Ruth, who, although she was 12 years younger, survived him by 48 years. And that is literally all I could find out about Winston Winky Tharp, except that he played saxophone in Hal Gervin's orchestra in San Francisco in 1936. Oh, and that he wrote the lyrics for each of the following. Here you go. 
face was like a vision above from out of space. Oh, please come back to me, my love. Tell me the truth, who's your new professor? In astronomy, underneath the stars up above, is he better than me? I thought I knew a few tricks, girl, that you was too young to know. But lately you've learned some new tricks, oh mercy. Makes me feel so really Victorian. Ah, oh, it's not hard to figure. No, no, one and one make two. You've been taking lessons in love. From somebody new, Yes, you 
were too young to know. Ah, oh, but lately you've learned some new tricks. <laughs> oh, must you make me feel a bit Victorian. Stop it now. Go ahead and hear. What? Oh, no. Uh-uh. You've been taking less than love from somebody new. Oh, okay. Mercy. Like a ship on the ocean, swims in the motion. Start to sail right down that floor now. You turn that dizzy glide, swing like a top now. Don't ever stop now. Start to rock and roll some more somehow. You doing that dizzy glide, whirling around till the room gets hazy. Step it up, step it up. Going to town, you just can't be lazy when they play. Bet you'll say, swell think of patience. Talk of the nation. If you want a new sensation, start doing that dizzy glide. There you have three different tunes by three different bands and three different composers, but with the lyrics all by Winky Tharp. We started off with Nan Wynn with Hal Kemp and his orchestra on October 18, 1939, and Out of Space. Out of Space was composed by Gene Gifford and Joe Bishop, and it would appear that Winky Tharp wrote the words sometime after they wrote the tune, since all of the 1934 recordings of Out of Space are instrumentals, and all of the 1939 recordings are vocals. Next was our old Betty Fats with You've Been Taking Lessons in Love, composed by H. Grady Watts. Victor 25044 was waxed May 8, 1935. 
And we finished up with Gene Gifford and his orchestra May 13, 1935, with Gene Gifford's Dizzy Glide. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7 on demand, anytime at all online, at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on all the major podcast directories. On the July 12th show in the segment about Henry Cohen, I mentioned that in June of 1917, Cohen was working as a musician at Al Levy's Tavern in Watts and said you'd be hearing more about him. Well, Alfred Asher Michael Levy, better known as Al, was born in Liverpool, England in 1860 to Bernard Levy, a jeweler, and his wife Martha. The family moved to Dublin, where Al grew up and studied American history. Al was determined to get to what he thought of as the land of opportunity, and in 1876 arrived in San Francisco, where he got a job as a dishwasher at Tekau Tavern, described as a high-class family cafe. So high-class, in fact, the menu was referred to as a tariff and listed 560 dishes. Al quickly rose up the ranks to chef and opened two restaurants of his own, but when his partners ran off with the money, he relocated to Los Angeles. Oysters were a food craze in the 1880s and 90s, served fried, boiled, stewed, scalloped, pickled, every way imaginable. But Al Levy came up with a new idea, the oyster cocktail. In 1886, Al began operating an oyster bar push cart, selling oysters he imported from San Francisco to patrons of the Grand Opera House and other theaters. He was able to open Al Levy's Oyster House at 5th and Spring Street, and in 1906, a second and larger location, the finest restaurant in the city. Four stories tall, with booths, banquet rooms, and a ballroom, crystal chandeliers, and a telephone at each table. A third location opened on Spring Street, followed by Al Levy's Tavern at 1623 North Vine in the heart of Hollywood. It catered to the Hollywood entertainment crowd and was the first major hangout for those in the movie business. In 1917, Charlie Chaplin married Mildred Harris, who was working as a checkroom girl at Al Levy's. Al encouraged his celebrity customers to sign the napkins or tablecloth after a meal, but also enthusiastically supported fraternal organizations such as the Elks and Shriners and many other charities as well. Al Levy died in 1941 and is buried at Forest Lawn in Glendale. So to honor Al Levy, inventor of the oyster cocktail, what better to play than a set of rapidly rotating records about oysters? Here's Fats Waller. I'm convinced, completely, fully, firmly convinced. 
you're the only one for me You're not the only wrinkle in the broom You're not the only apple on the tree Still in all the facts Perfectly logical, positive facts You're the only one for me So well supplied The very things I see Oh, mercy, baby Your smile is refreshing Kisses so unique When I'm round I'm susceptible and weak I love you, I love you, so to speak. There's seven million people in New York. Fifty million Frenchmen in Paris. Not to mention such as English, Irish, Italians, and Dutch. But you're the only one for me. Thank you. 
About the latest picture show But there is really only Just one thing I'd like to know What kind of a noise A noise, a noise No matter what I do The answer won't come true What kind of a noise A noise, a noise That's a question I would like An answer to A little piece of cheese A noise, a mouse, there is no doubt But here's the one thing I've been trying hard to figure out What kind of a noise, a noise, an oyster When an oyster's in a stew What kind of a noise, a noise, an oyster I asked them at the zoo They said they wished they knew What kind of a noise, a noise, an oyster That's a question I would like an answer to A piece of cheese, a noise, a mouse, the mouse, a noise in turn. The cat who then annoys the dog, but still I cannot learn what kind of a noise, a noise, a oyster, when a oyster's in a stew. Oysters live a life within a very narrow scope. One thing I've found out is that an oyster don't like soap. I'll admit the problem's been a sticker from the go. I've asked most everyone I've met and no one seems to know what kind of a noise, a noise, an oyster. I figured till I'm blue, so now I'm asking you what kind of a noise, a noise, an oyster. That's the question I would like an answer to. A piece of cheese annoys the mouse, the mouse annoys the cat. The cat annoys the dog, the dog annoys your Sunday hat. But what kind of a noise annoys an oyster when an oyster's in a stew? Oh, what kind of a noise annoys an oyster? I've asked each one I knew from here to Kalamazoo. What kind of a noise annoys an oyster? That's a question I would like an answer to. Now simple things annoy a lot of simple folks, you see. And that's most likely why this question is annoying me. But what kind of a noise annoys an oyster when an oyster's in a stew-do-do-do-do-doo? We haven't heard from Frank Crummett in a while, but there he was with his composition, the musical question, What Kind of a Noise Annoys an Oyster, from November 18, 1930. Frank's birthday is coming up, so you might just be hearing more from him in a couple of months. Before Frank Crummett, the triple R debut of accordionist Henri René with Oyster Stew. 
That's from Standard 78, T2039, recorded in 1942. And Oyster Stew was written by a fellow named Grant, but I couldn't find out anything about him other than his first initial, H. Henri René, on the other hand, was born Harold M. Kirkstein in New York City on December 29, 1906. He received formal musical training at the Royal Berlin Academy of Music. He worked in Germany and the U.S. as a composer, musical director, arranger, and producer, and was responsible for the original RCA Victor recording of Beer Barrel Polka by the Glahe Musette Orchestra. He formed his own orchestra in 1941 and served in World War II, after which he resumed working for RCA Victor and recorded extensively. Henri René died in 1993. We started that Chrysostria Gigas set with Fats Waller and his rhythm, September 28, 1934, and You're Not the Only Oyster in the Stew, composed by Harold Spina with the lyrics by Johnny Burke. For no particular reason, for this final segment of the show, we're going to engage in some sternutation. What? Sneezing. Here's Vernon Dahlhart. Caught an awful cold One that could not be controlled Went to see his girl that night With a nose that was a sight First his eyes began to twitch Then his nose began to itch As she said, do you love me? He replied so sneezingly If you love Chewy me, then I'll chewy you. If you'll be my little wife, we'll lead a simple life. We'll have a chewy every morn for breakfast in our home. And I'll promise that I'll never chewy you alone. We'll have some cute chewies, yes, maybe three or four. And we'll be happy watching them chewy on the floor. Now, although my sneeze is tiring, I'm proposing while backfiring. If you'll chewy me, then I'll chewy you. I get chilly from the breeze As a tear ran down his cheek Willie gulped and tried to speak Then he sneezed in accents wild Listen here, my angel child Achoo If you achoo me Then I'll achoo you If you'll be my little wife We'll lead a simple life. We'll have a chewy every morn for breakfast in our home. And I promise that I'll never chew you alone. I'll buy a new chewy 
and you can learn to bake. And though I lose my bridge, why golly, chewy every cake. I'm afraid my brain is leaving, for I'm sneezing more than breathing. If you laugh at chewing me, then I'll laugh chewing you. If you laugh at chewing me, then I'll laugh chewing you. If you be my little wife, we'll lead a simple life. We'll have a chewy every morn for breakfast in our home. And I promise that I'll never chewy you alone. We'll have some cute chewies, yes, maybe three or four. And we'll be happy watching them chewy on the floor. Now, although my sneeze is tiring, I'm proposing while backfiring. If you laugh at chewing me, then I'll laugh at chewing you. At chewing.
I do believe all three of the records in that set are being heard on the show for the first time. We started that Sternutation set with Vernon Dahlhart and company, and If You'll Kerkerchewy Me, better known as The Sneeze Song. The Sneeze Song was written by Henry Wellings, Raleigh Lockhart, and Phil Ponce, and is from Edison 51605, recorded August 3, 1925. That should have been an easy session, because Dahlhart had already recorded the Sneeze song four days earlier for Columbia. That was followed by Sousa's band, with John Philip Sousa himself conducting Trombone Sneeze on January 30, 1902. Trombone Sneeze was written by Arthur Pryor, who took the trumpet solo, and was assistant conductor on that Victor recording. And what do you say when someone sneezes? Well, you might say Gesundheit, which in German means to your health, and is also used as a drinking toast. Arthur Pryor was assistant conductor on Trombone Sneeze, but he was conducting his own band on Gesundheit Waltz from Victor 16138, wax September 16, 1907. Gesundheit Waltz was written by J. Fred Health, who also brought us only a hard-boiled egg from home, and if money talks, it ain't on speaking terms with me. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm ecstatic that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. If you had half as much fun as I did, then I had twice as much fun as you. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.